You are now listening to the Whipped Cream Podcast with Bianca Harris and Chantel Chapman. Hey guys, welcome back to the pod. Please don't forget to review and subscribe to our podcast to keep up to date and follow us at WCR Podcast on Instagram. Today's guest is Milana Snow. We had the energy healer and founder of Wellness Official on the podcast to discuss some of the things that she's doing in the wellness community to help people heal, grow, and evolve, work through some of their trauma, and the conversation was amazing. Hope you hope you like it. Let's get into it. Snow. I am an energy healer and the founder of Wellness Official. I love people and my goal and my intention is to bring wellness to as many people as possible. Love that. What's your sign? I'm a Virgo. Oh. Which is like true form for everything <laughs> that I do. So like very precise? Um, Organized? Say, no, none of those. Those, <laughs> those parts I didn't get, unfortunately. But like analytical, the healer usually Virgos or healers or like mm-hmm. really have a deep heart for wanting to help. Mm-hmm. So that would definitely make sense. I also am very analytical. I will think about things forever if I don't like drop down into my body and like get out of that habit and um, self-critical, which thankfully I think I've finally gotten healed. <laughs> I've risen above my sign on that one. <laughs> Took me a while. That's a hard one. I feel like you work on for your whole life. So what came first, your energy healing or your wellness business? Mm. Well, I would say my energy healing, but it was, wasn't always in the form of being an energy healer mm-hmm. or it being even a job. Um, I actually started doing these things when I was as young as, I think it was like four or five. And it started with me astral traveling um, when I was like four years old. And it was actually because my grandmother, who's a total hippie, taught me how to do that. Wow. Okay, what does that entail? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I didn't really know that it was like a thing because I was just doing it with my grandma, but she would basically just tell me that I was able to leave my body. And she'd be like, you just close your eyes and you just imagine like walking out of your body and just travel and look at things in the world. And so I would just do that and I would see things, you know, I would be able to like actually see things and I'd tell my mom, hey, were you doing this earlier in the day? And she'd be like, yeah, that's weird. How did you know that? And it was because I was astral traveling. I didn't know that's what it was called. And then as time went on, I would do like these magical massages is what I would call it. My mom would come <laughs> home and I'd be like, mom, can I do a massage for you? And I was like six and I could feel where in her back she had pain. And so then I like, I would be able to get to it really good because I could feel it in my body. Oh, wow. And so that was, like, really from, yeah. The stories get crazier and crazier, to be honest. I don't know if you guys have time for all of that. (laughs) But, yeah, I was doing that from a very young age. Started studying religion and spirituality at, like, 11. And then it wasn't until I moved to New York and many other things happened where I finally realized, like, I wanted to come out of my spiritual closet and, Mm. like, actually do it as a career and a service that people could know about and that I could share. So Were you scared to, like, really take that on, like be in the world and announce that I think it was just more so that I didn't even know that that was possible Mm -hmm. I didn't know that you could make money doing these things or that it was okay to do that um I I think it was also just this narrative that like you can't be successful and be a healer Mm -hmm. like that if that if you do that you have to be a guru yeah and I didn't I struggle with that a lot too yeah yeah like that balance of like figuring out how to how to 
work within that. Totally. So I had to like work that out myself and there weren't a lot of examples for that. I think that's now becoming something more normal now. So especially living in New York and I was in the fashion world. So it was it was something I had to like kind of learn myself and recondition myself to, to be open to. What made you actually want to do it, though? Was there something in your life that was happening that, like, forced you to actually take it on? Yeah, so, and that kind of ties into how I started my first company as, like, a wellness entrepreneur. I say in air quotes because (laughs) such a weird title. But, but yeah, I was was modeling at the time in New York, and I... um, I, I had just been on two shows. I did Project Runway. I was the um, winning model of season eight. Mm-hmm. And oh, cool. that was actually like when I took a more healthier turn in my modeling world, but it was still like super, super, super hard for me to like meet the standards of the, the fashion industry and still maintain a healthy lifestyle for my body type. And so um, after I won Project Runway, I was like, I only want to do television. I don't want to do fashion. And I ended up getting a travel show. And I hosted this travel show in China. And when I came back from that, I was like, if it doesn't feel that awesome and I can't connect people like that, I don't want to do it. So I just pretty much had to stop modeling at that (laughs) point because I just wasn't getting jobs, you know? It just wasn't happening for me. And the things that were coming were not in alignment. And so I started um, rooftop yoga where I hired my yoga teacher friends to come and teach at this rooftop that we were able to like pitch and have a partnership with. And it was through doing that, having people come in for classes that I was like oh my gosh you know what I think I can start adding myself into this programming I'll start leading meditations mm-hmm. and then when I got Reiki 1 as a certificate I was like man I could just start doing this thing I've always done because I had like the permission slip to do that and right so it was kind of honestly out of a place of being tired of the fashion world mm-hmm. and needing to find something that actually mattered to me and that's how I kind of fell back into my passion. Literally sounds like my life. <laughs> just well, of course the, we're here the, together. The only change is that it's like the makeup world, which is still totally tied in. But I found I find that it's so hard to like maintain all of the things that I'm like trying to do within my work yeah. on this side of it, like with mm-hmm. wellness and be in that world. Totally. Because it requires you to be like on edge a lot and like yeah. not sleep and work a lot of hours and not yeah. eat properly and just so many things totally. that come with it. Totally. It does have like, it's really helped me like with my business yeah. brain. Totally. But in terms of like taking care of myself and the older I get, that becomes so much more important to me. Totally. It's really difficult to maintain those two. Totally. Aspects. Yeah. 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 Okay. So what were we saying earlier? Mm-hmm. You asked a good question about. Oh no, this is what it was. So you have your energy healing and then your business. So what's the difference and how do they intermingle? Yeah. So I I, I can honestly say that my entrepreneurial side of things started first with me curating wellness programming for hotels. And it was first the James Hotel, which is this amazing hotel in Soho. They have like... Mm, I've stayed there before. Oh, have you? Yeah, it's beautiful. 18 floors Mm. up. You basically see the entire city. We were doing rooftop yoga before anybody even thought of what rooftop yoga was. And it honestly, at first, nobody was really coming <laughs> because <laughs> rooftop yoga was weird. Like, can you believe that that was weird? This was 2012. Yeah. So crazy. So I, I kind of just did it with my friends. And, then, and because I also used to work in magazines and PR when I was in college, like I was able to get a lot of magazines to come and a lot of like influencers pre-IG. We did not have, <laughs> actually the word influencer didn't even exist back then. And Such so, a weird word. <laughs> 
So then we were like getting all these amazing people coming and it was just kind of like very organically people were coming and then we actually ended up expanding to London after that in 2013. And it just became this really cool organic community of healers, practitioners, and people who were organically interested in learning these practices. And um, out of that, I built this amazing community of practitioners all over the world and the brands and people that were looking to work with them. Mm -hmm. And so I just kept on building that network and started to build technology to help me scale those connections so that I could help like for example, we work with Pop Sugar to do wellness programming for their events, so like make it easier to get bigger groups of practitioners to do their festivals and things like that. So long story short, that all happened from like 2013 to 2017. And then around 2000, I'd say 13, 14, I started saying, okay, I'll, I'll add myself into these programs because it just was natural and it made sense. But all of these things honestly happened very organically very much the tortoise not the hare like I feel like that's when it means it's your calling <laughs> yeah, exactly it just naturally unfolds yeah, yeah but not like mega stardom yeah <laughs> like everybody gets it no took a lot of pitching <laughs> Lululemon like literally wouldn't even let us pay for yoga mats at a discount like when we first started like it was and then later they end up being our biggest sponsors and then later <laughs> isn't it like, funny how that happened with you anymore <laughs> <laughs> it's okay if you hear that. Um, so yeah, it was just like, you know, really slow. And then and then eventually um, I, I became an energy healer in like the professional sense that I was actually charging and doing like things that people were hiring me for. And now I've really just merged these two worlds because as I get jobs as a speaker, I bring in healers that I've worked with or that in our database. And then we're, we've become a resource for brands and people all over the world to be able to book holistic practitioners directly cool wow that's amazing yeah. thank you thank you i'm super proud because honestly mm-hmm. you should been be a long ass time yeah you should be. <laughs> like your whole life but also like i just love the the way that you're you're bringing opportunities to the healers thank you which i think is really important because like you said it is kind of a space where there's a lot of undercharging and mm-hmm. not valuing mm-hmm. what they're doing. And then um, when you show up with that energy, it is hard to land a big brand yeah. client. Yeah. So like you being the intermediary between the Definitely. two, I think is really elevates them Thank in you. their role. Thank you. That's actually the thing that I'm most proud of because a lot of times we've been at the very beginning of these trends on the corporate side. And yeah. A lot of times they would say, oh, we don't have budget. And then we would just say, so we're not going to work with you. And other people would. And in some cases, you know, to be fair, I've done things for free if it feels right. And it's like aligned. But in some cases, we really have pushed to get budget. Even if it's literally a hundred bucks as opposed to zero, that's what we make sure we bring in because... We need to, like, my goal is to bring wellness to as many people as possible. That means that the practitioners need to be able to scale their businesses. Yeah. And so making sure that the industry scales simultaneously is really key. And so that's been, like, big picture from Barcelona to New York, Miami. I mean, we've worked in major cities all over the world. It's like we have to bring in monetary value for our practitioners. And like I said, sometimes it's as much as like thousands of dollars and sometimes it's as little as 100, 200, but always making sure that that's a part of the conversation is really important. Yeah. Yeah. That is so important because like making it available for everyone doesn't mean that you charge everyone nothing. It means that some people will pay more 
and then you know you can direct your philanthropy or like exactly. where you want to give discounts to the communities exactly. that you want to give discounts to exactly yeah that's a i'm a money coach so oh, amazing. yeah so okay. i do so, a lot yeah, of work tell her what it. kind of money coach you're not just a plain old money coach okay tell us, <laughs> what do you mean why don't you tell her <laughs> what is it bianca you're a mindful money coach yes. and now explain what that is yeah so i use like um i i work a lot with like addiction and like trauma and mindfulness to explore like blocks yes. um, in our relationship with money. Oh man! So I love that. yeah, I had to go through a lot of healing around that myself, and yeah. honestly, the energy healing and the the things that I'm teaching people is literally how I broke down some of those those barriers around yeah. money. I had like to do what? a lot of healing. Well, I was actually just thinking about this morning. Like one of the biggest things I had a fear around was the fact that I, from a very young age, had very big dreams and visions. I saw much of my life now when I was like seven, but I lived in a family that would say things like, who do you think you are? Mm-hmm. Or you can't do that. You should dream smaller mm-hmm. because that's so big. If you don't make it, you'll be hurt. Mm-hmm. And so I grew up with having to reprogram those thoughts and fears around like being tall, having big hair, being beautiful. Now I'm like, you know what? I'm going to own that shit because mm-hmm. if I own that, then it can actually be a gift instead of some sort of like harmful burden. Mm-hmm. And so I had to really break down the things that my family, my ancestry hadn't healed around bigness, power, beauty, um, being seen. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed that as I've really healed that, a lot of my family members have healed some of that in themselves too. And then I've been able to make more money, which has been great. (laughs) Well, it's interesting like how connected it is to money. You know, the belief about being big is tied to money directly. Yep. Yeah, and you have to, like you said, work through those blocks so yep. you can show up and totally and receive. And, and also with like actual physical, mental, emotional, spiritual trauma that, yeah. that you might experience as a kid, the idea of being seen equals being unsafe. Yeah, like if you absolutely. were really harmed as a child, which I have and many of us have, mm-hmm. being seen is actually like there's a lot of triggers and actual physical well, things that come up. Yeah if we can't get to the root of that within ourselves. And so for me, that was a big thing. Like even in the past year, it's been like, I'm actually safe to be seen because there were real valid fears around that. Mm -hmm. And so I, I really, um, I try to support practitioners around that, especially with my training that like, if we get deeper into that, then we can become like these sustainable business owners and healers because we've healed that deeper shit that affects us being able to do our work in a bigger way. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so beautiful. Wow. Thank you. Hardcore. <laughs> I'm just thinking about that because it does take a certain amount of commitment to actually want to be the teacher mm-hmm. and then do your own work mm-hmm. so that you can bring it to a bigger audience if that's mm-hmm. if that's what you want, right? It mm-hmm. does take a lot to actually get to that point. Yeah. You know, because I feel like there's a lot of teachers that, let's be frank, don't practice what they preach, which yeah. can, I think take the whole industry to a different level because people don't take it seriously is what I'm getting at. Yeah. I find that happen a lot or see that a lot. Like people will be like, I like wellness, but then like, I kind of know that teacher and I know that they don't really practice it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you have to have a level of like taking care of yourself too. Totally. 
Yeah, I mean, I think t to your point on that, some people don't have the tools to know exactly like how to get into some of these things, like around trauma, PTSD, as I'm sure you know. Mm -hmm. Some of this is just not coming out into science and Western medicine. Like a lot of this stuff is just now being validated by the Western world. And we're starting to have language around that, how that relates to like the ancient teachings and practices. So some of the healers that I know that maybe haven't like healed it yet, which by the way, that has been me too, okay? Like, and still not completely healed. But like, I think the people who have avoided that work in themselves is because in some ways we don't have all the tools to even know that that shit's even going on. Mm -hmm. So I see a lot in LA, for example, probably more than most of the cities I work in, where there's a lot of what they call spiritual bypassing. Mm -hmm. But it's because I think they don't even know that they have all of this going on under the surface as to why they are so entitled or as to why they are so um, not in their compassionate heart, mm -hmm. right? So I, I try to have compassion for that even though I've had some very crazy interactions. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Well, yeah, it is, it is about like you're never going to be fully healed, I don't think. I don't yeah. think that that's a real totally. like logical expectation but i think to also be doing the work as you're providing the work is really important totally. is, is what i'm basically pointing totally. to because i've i've had that even with like myself and i'm like i'm not even doing what i'm saying what i'm suggesting for yeah. people to do and yeah. you have to like make sure that you're yeah working on that day, too i think because it's really hard totally i wanted to talk a little bit about some of like the healing work that maybe you just recently did i saw on your on your social oh, so i wanted yeah. to talk about what that is and what kind of can come from it also, I just have to say that I think it's so cool that people liked that photo and that sh that share about my training so much. I was really surprised that like so many people responded to that post because I never thought that this would be something that people would feel so interested in. Tell us about the post. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just put, I think this is maybe the post you're referring to yeah. where I shared about the energy healing training that I did for four days. And yeah. It was a picture of me doing an energy healing on the healers and then the healers and I in a group picture on like our graduation. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> and it was like, I mean, literally like thousands of people hit that one as opposed to like some of my other ones that I thought would be like more interesting. And I think what was surprising to me about this is that I'm recognizing that people are finally realizing that they are healers too. Mm -hmm. And that they don't have to be whatever the cookie cutter stereotype in their minds is. And so what I'm teaching is what I'm calling integrative energy healing. I just always say to people, like, you don't need a certificate to be a healer. But if, if you need support, like, yes, we can train. But it's really ultimately about finding your own, your own unique gift that you came here with. And so the four-day training that I am doing is really about sharing my foundations, what I have learned over all these years with all these people so that you can like have that in an easy, digestible way. You have to do, you have to do your work, but at least I'll give you a foundation of my work to start with. And then with that, you got to go practice your own shit. Yeah. Like that's literally mm -hmm. like, and do the work yourself. And we have actually, we have a 200 hour logged, um, a 200 hour like practice that people will do after the training of 200 hours. We're kind of modeling it after the yoga um, alliance. Like teacher training? Yeah. yeah. Just so that we can really hold a little bit more accountability around practice because I really believe one of the reasons why people have such deep experiences in my sessions is because I've been practicing. Mm -hmm. That's it. And it's not because I was born with something that somebody else wasn't. 
had like 24 years of practicing it. So, you know, maybe 200 hours isn't going to be 24 years, but at least like really knowing like what your unique intuitive gifts are, understanding the basics of the chakra system and the auric field, understanding how trauma and PTSD can be expressed even in a session, let alone in your life. And then being able to work on that intuitively in your own unique gifts, which for some people could be like painting. Some people could be your voice, you know? And so that's what we teach over four days. And it's been like just kind of shocking about how the response has been, to be honest. Really? Yeah, I've been really surprised. Like what? Well, we had people come in from different countries. Wow. And I was thinking it was just for LA people. (laughs) (laughs) As we were getting letters from other countries, I was like, what? I literally showed my boyfriend, like, do you see this? (laughs) Switzerland? So, yeah. That's amazing. It's so interesting because like I had a, we had we did an online seminar last night. Amazing. And there was the first person on the call, and so she was super early. Like I I logged in like half an hour before just to make sure everything was good. But she logged in like twenty minutes before we actually started the call. Wow. So I spoke to her really quickly, and she she was from London, and I was like, "Are you in London right now?" And she's like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "What time is it there?" <laughs> she's like, "It's twelve a.m." And I'm like, "You are in London at twelve a.m. to be on this call." Like I was like so touched. Amazing. I was like, "I don't even know how you found out about this, I but it's just so cool how far you can reach when totally. when I think like you're speaking from your soul, right? Totally. People feel that it doesn't Space matter. Time is not even a factor. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. I love yeah. that. What are you guys working on next? Oh man, so um, Lamas Official is my company that I was mentioning about how we do a lot of curating for um, brands and and for people, individuals, we help connect practitioners. So we're actually doing all the programming for uh, Pop Sugar's Wellness Day, which is um, in March. And so that's been quite the undertaking because we've got about like 15 bookings that we're doing for that and a lot of back and forth, making sure that they're approved by the client. We're also, um, I'm going to be doing an energy healing group session there. So I'm super excited about that because they have no idea what they're getting themselves <laughs> into with that one. <laughs> what it, when, when is it? Uh, March 7th. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll definitely have to send you a note about yes. that. Um, and then we're also curating some programs for Lightning in a Bottle, which mm-hmm. is like one of the bigger music festivals on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. We're doing that at the end of May. We've got about six other partnerships coming up from like tech companies to nonprofits. So it's. It's been a lot on that end, as well as building out the tech for the booking, uh, like the booking system for people, both corporate and individuals to book private sessions and group Mm -hmm. sessions with our practitioners. So Mm -hmm. those are all simultaneously running with my partners. And then I am going to be doing two more energy healing trainings in the States and one in Costa Rica. Oh, nice. I still haven't been there. I actually haven't been. I'm going to go early. My best friend lives down there, and we're doing it together. So it's going to be at the retreat center that she lives at, and it's incredible. Amazing. Yeah. Um, My takeaway, just listening to you, is kind of like, especially because I can relate so much, is like how you really almost have to like listen to what your heart is telling you. Mm-hmm. Cause like you could still be in New York right now in fashion if you mm-hmm. didn't listen. Mm-hmm. So what would be something, cause a lot of young people listen to this podcast that you would kind of give them in order to like maybe follow that, Ooh. that voice. Man, that's a good <laughs> question. Man. Well, you know, it's interesting cause we, wherever we are listening from in this conversation you're at this point in your life that you are uniquely at and you could say oh I'm on the right path or I'm on the wrong path and I always try to tell people like no matter where you are you're on the right path 
Like everything is for your use. So I just would love for people to recognize that first. Like even if you feel like, okay, this job or this city isn't right for me, that doesn't mean that where you are is wrong or where you've been is wrong. It's actually about bringing your consciousness and your awareness to it so that you can then make choices out of a healed place, out of a conscious place, instead of out of a reactive, painful place, which just keeps you in that same rotation. So that, that's like my first offering. Because when I think about like all those crazy days of me like being in the clubs and <laughs> trying to be skinny for some designer who wasn't even interested in a girl with curly hair, like all that dumb shit. Honestly, it was so useful because some of those people I'm still friends with, but also I understand so many things about the world based off of going through things that were painful, mm -hmm. not right for me. You know, there's just so much about that that I have been able to glean from. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing is I can't stress enough that for you to go into a direction that feels more resonant or feels more true to you, you have to know what that even is. Mm -hmm. And that comes from spending time with yourself. You know, like it's one thing to meditate and I highly recommend that everybody does, but to really actually have time where you are alone and you get to know what your like inner world is like instead of being with your friends all the time or being out all the time or traveling being on Instagram, you got to really know yourself and you got to know what you've got going on. And what my teacher always says is she's like, where are you at with yourself? And the more that you get to know that and you get to know what you want, the more you can build that accountability with yourself and start to create that life. But you have to know where you're at first with yourself. And you can't do that if you don't spend time alone. So I think those are my two, two things I love that. that I'd like to offer. I love that. So wise. And yeah, spending time with yourself, it doesn't look like just sitting on Instagram by yourself. Right? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, then I'd be spending all kinds of time with myself. <laughs> I love what you said at the beginning too, though, the first offering, just because it only dawned on me recently. Mm. Um, I was like, when I was in the shit and in the darkness, I was like, why am I going through? Like, why is this not ending? Why is it lasting so long? Like, it just felt like years of like, yeah. crap. Yeah. And then recently I realized, I'm like, wow, all of that was like, because of the work I needed to, like, I needed that knowledge in order to be able to like move forward right now. Yeah. And like, it re it's totally. really like just, I dawned on me recently, but it's like settling in even more. And I'm like, totally. I needed that even though it wasn't fun or pretty totally not that it was all bad times but there was some real dips do you know what I mean totally. I needed that to like fuel what I'm doing now totally. and I think that's the other part it's like you can either use it to like really hold you down or you can use it to fuel the rest of your life totally a lot of my work when we do the group energy healing or the private sessions is about presence being in really deep presence with yourself so that you can actually like acknowledge and feel what's coming up for you because mm -hmm. I think a lot of times we're carrying things that we're not even aware of and a lot of times like we were saying before I find it's a lot of the stuff that we had happened to us in childhood mm -hmm. that is still playing out but we have no yeah. awareness around and so even though that's playing in the background we've kind of pushed that to the side but when we get into really deep presence those things come up and we have to face them and we we really practice like going into that thing that might feel painful or uncomfortable or even just like weird and just sitting with it and watch how it actually informs you and it can actually be your ally and then it just leaves it doesn't need to be there anymore it just needs to express and move through and transmute but it can't do that if you're not in deep presence with it 
Totally. It's like when you just keep pushing down the feel. The feeling doesn't want to be pushed. It just wants to be let out. We were talking about this this morning. And once you let it out, you can move on. Exactly. But it's like we're not taught to do that. We're taught to just like keep pushing it down. Don't let it express Mm -hmm. itself. And Mm -hmm. that can be the most damaging thing. Mm -hmm. Not the feeling itself. Exactly. What we do with it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you so much for coming and being on. You're oh amazing. Yeah, you're so wise. Thank you. And like, I'm so, so like, so I just think the work that you're up to is really amazing Thank and you. what you're putting into the world is what Thank we need. You. So. Thank you. Thanks for pushing. You would have me here. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Thank you.